Hello and welcome, welcome to the Bipod. My name is Chelsea Bergen and my pronouns are they and them. And I'm Christina Brown. My pronouns are she, her. The Bipod is a podcast about all things bisexual. We are here to talk about our own identities, respond to bisexual representation in media, and talk to awesome guests about their queer experiences and relationships with bisexuality. We welcome anyone who has any kind of relationship with or curiosity about queerness. We define bisexuality as experiencing attraction to both people who share your gender identity and those who don't. We don't know everything. This podcast is one piece of the long history of bisexual and queer discourse. We're here to be part of the conversation. Let's get into it. Hi, Christina. Hi, Chelsea. <laughs> Don't ask me how I am. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I started and then I was like, not gonna ask that yeah i said it in my head <laughs> yeah um what have you been thinking about what have i been thinking about um i've been thinking a lot about privacy um and i guess like a very specific way um recently like a lot of people that i know have like um started following my creative work because my mom shared my newsletter on facebook um which is nice, but it's really weird because I feel like I spent a lot of my like early creative career um, not sharing a lot and honestly holding myself back a lot because I didn't want to deal with the, I don't know if backlash is the right word, but like the consequences of having to like discuss the things I make and the things that I write with like people who I know. <laughs> um, and I guess like particularly like members of my family. Um, and now like that, I've been working a lot on the last year, like being in isolation and being isolated from a lot of them, um, on like finding a way to like live in the world authentically in a way that makes me like still feel safe without like having to, I don't know, like not put work out there because of like one person or because of like a couple of people. Um, which like when I really think about it, it sounds really weird, but um just felt like something that I've been concerned about for a long time um and that coupled with like the world beginning to reopen I'm like everyone's gonna see me now I'm not just like in my home alone doing whatever um and I've been thinking about like when I want things to be private versus when I just don't don't want certain people to access certain things um and I can't control that second one. Yeah. Um, and I'm just learning. I'm figuring out how to be okay with that, but also like setting up, um, I don't know, things I can do to feel safe or comfortable uh, in case, I don't know, the, the things that I'm anxious or stressed about um, do come up in a conversation. Like, you know, things I can be prepared to say and boundaries I can be prepared to set or that I can just preemptively set. Yeah. That's definitely something that I think about. Um, today, I was actually thinking about, like, on the consum consumption side of things, that, like, just because something is public doesn't mean that it's for you. Like, you are not yeah. necessarily the intended audience. And I feel like that conversation 
um, is sometimes missing or maybe isn't always as like um, nuanced as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like <laughs> I had like a weird work experience last fall. We were hiring and um, I was like running the hiring process. And we had a very eager candidate um, who like really wanted to, I don't know, show that he was a go-getter, um, which turned into like a lot of uh, internet stalking, I suppose, mm. is the word. And so he like sent an email that like referenced um, a bunch of things that were like on my like socials and like on my website and like he did it in a way where he was sort of like I also care about x y and z but it was Mm -hmm. like you would only know that I care about that thing if you like were on my Instagram and like Mm. those my accounts for things are public um although after that experience I did set a number of things to private for a while. <laughs> I was like, I have to think about this. And he'd said, he like even said something about it in an interview. Like when we interviewed him, he was like, yeah, you know, some people, I don't know if people would think that's creepy or not, but you know, it's all public. And I was like, well, but don't act yes. like it's public. <laughs> but like, there's sort of a difference. I mean, in that case, there's a difference between, you know, what comes up on, the first page of someone's Google search results and the fifth page of someone's Google search results. Right. And also, like, my Instagram is, like, not really relevant to someone that I'm hiring. So, like, it's a weird... Yeah. Yeah, it would have made more sense, like, if you were hiring a personal assistant... Or, like, if you were hiring somebody to, like, write social content for you and, like, your Chelsea brand. Yeah. But in that case, it seems like you should have, like, if you wanted to do a deep dive, you could have, like, done a deep dive into your company that you work for, not you. That feels weird. Yeah. Like, I I want to assume, like, the best of intentions, but it did make me feel, yeah. like, uncomfy yeah um and that's like a particular example but um i have also like similar you had thoughts about like when you know family subscribe to certain things and it's like this is public but don't look (laughs) (laughs) but you are not the intended audience and like um i wonder how much um like when someone is not the intended audience for something um and they like subscribe to your newsletter how much is it that they're like oh i love christina's work i want to support christina and how, how much, much is this, like surveillance yeah and a sort of like sense of i don't know entitlement to like someone's web presence yeah, that's exactly it. I think, like, my mom is like, oh, I like my daughter, so I'm going to support her. And she texted me, and she was like, I like that dude salad post. And I was like, <laughs> great. Um, 
and there are things on there that she probably just won't ask me about (laughs) um or like she might and it would be fine but there are other people who like feel entitled to um controlling what i say um and those people unfortunately know how to use the internet hate that for me yeah um i've blocked a lot of people on twitter even though my accounts are also public which i kind of struck i'm like i wish that there was a way that i could be like no one from this IP address <laughs> may see because even when I block people on social media, I'm like, this is so dumb because like they can just not log in yeah, and look me up. Um, but I hope that even just that little extra like effort will maybe help them reflect on like, maybe we should just leave her alone, but you know, they often don't. So that's what I've been thinking about. Um, what have you been thinking about? I have been thinking about dating. Mm. <laughs> um, I have been single for, uh, in November, it will be four years. Wow. It's a very long time. Um, at least it feels that way to me. Mm-hmm. I, someone else maybe wouldn't think that that was a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That has, like, mostly been, like, lack of effort. It's the sort of thing that I'm like, I, w- I would like to be dating, um, but then have not been willing to actually, like, do the things mm-hmm. that you do to, you know, meet people and date them and what have you. Um, but I am thinking about it now, um, you know, what with the aforementioned longing and mm-hmm. what have you mm-hmm. um also anyone who hasn't listened to the episode where i talked about longing will be like what aforementioned longing <laughs> go so, back tap back yeah. to the last episode <laughs> meet you back here <laughs> um i'm thinking about dating and like spent an extensive amount of time setting up a dating profile and then have basically avoided it since then because mm-hmm. I just haven't wanted to look at it. Um, and it's the sort of thing that like would be, I think, weird in any context, but now also COVID mm-hmm. and the period of time where like some people are vaccinated, things are more opened up. And so like if I had been doing this a couple of months ago I would have been like we can have like a FaceTime date or something and then like if we do a couple virtual dates and it goes well like maybe we can do like a masked outdoor sort of Mm -hmm. thing but now I'm vaccinated and other people might be vaccinated or they might not be vaccinated and like what do I what am I comfortable with and kind of trying to navigate on the one hand, like, I feel like I have a much better sense of, do I want to date someone, like, interacting with them in person? Mm-hmm. But also, like, I'm still trying to figure out interacting with the people I already know and like. Same. Big, <laughs> big same. Yeah. And so it's like, do I really want to, like, spend my interaction energy, like, with a stranger and I like don't really I don't really want to do the apps but like particularly in COVID but sort of in general like I'm not really sure how I would meet people otherwise right yeah um 
and like with one exception all of the people I've dated previously as like an adult person which has actually not been that many but are all people that I like met at parties mm-hmm. like through friends that's a great way to meet people in the before times. <laughs> yeah and so it's like well not going to any parties <laughs> so sure. um yeah and then also a lot of just thinking about like how do I how do I want to do this mm-hmm. um it's definitely one of those things that I have had many thoughts about and uh, a lot of them are still poorly articulated like they're just feelings associated to a jumble of words in my brain mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that makes sense especially because it's like a it's like been a while since you um like went into the dating world intentionally and also it's been a while since you went into the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um and we've talked about this offline but i don't know that we've ever talked about it on the podcast but like a thing that I think about a lot, especially when I'm like in my feelings, is like, what does a bisexual happy ending look like? Mm-hmm. And so, also thinking about that as I am going into the dating world and like, um, do I have like gender preferences at this moment? Like, how do those, all those sort of complicated, like, I've been socialized that I should be attracted to men. So like, should I make more of an effort to date people who are not cis men or Mm -hmm. should I just like let that be what it is? Like all those sort of complicated um, things that come up when you date more than one gender. Yeah. Yeah, there's that, like, tweet meme thing that, like, cycles every once in a while of, like, I think it says something like, is this what I authentically want or is this what society, like, taught me to want? Um, And whenever I see that, I'm like, that's everything I ever think about. Um, Because sometimes, like, the two are the same. Sometimes you authentically want something and also you were taught to want it and we'll never get to know who we would have been without um this garbage system that we uh operate within that just like really <laughs> fucks my brain up yeah. i just like get stuck like i don't what <laughs> yeah it like opens up a little gap in the simulation of, yeah like, where we realize what's going on Ugh. um but that makes sense especially like being out of the uh, not global but like out of like social and like community context in a lot of ways for the past year and like being in yourself a lot at least speaking for me like I've been in myself a lot (laughs) um that like I'm having a hard time even navigating like do I want to hang out with this person that I do like like as a friend um I don't know there's like a lot of things like I don't know I just feel like things are so we have to navigate so many new things we're like rebuilding our world to like also making space for dating in that um it's complicated because dating's already complicated yeah yeah that kind of leads into um our topic for today's episode. You look so surprised whenever I do a segue. You're like, it does? <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. Um, so we're going to talk about um, re-emergence 
the buys. I had a really great um buy pun today when I was driving and then I forgot I forgotten. Um the buys are back. I don't know. The buys are back in town. Yeah, the buys are back in town. No, that was an old pun that I probably didn't invent, but came to me. Um That's the episode title though now in case you're wondering. Yeah. The buys are back in town. No, oh it was so good. Whatever, it'll come to me. Um I just remember that when you talked about the visor back in town before, it was to tell me that that's what the name of the episode should yeah. be. I'd forgotten that. I had just thought I had independently Our decided that in this moment. Our brains have merged. <laughs> Our brains have merged. Um, but yeah, I think we've both been, and probably much of the rest of our listeners uh, have been, many of the rest of our listeners um, have been negotiating the going back out into the world in some degree um there are some people who i know who are vaccinated and are like living a fairly normal social life at least that's what it seems like on social media and people who like were very cautious in covid who are now like well i'm vaccinated and if i'm only around vaccinated people you know i feel comfortable and like that doesn't feel good to me yet but like maybe it's okay now i don't know um, but we're kind of having to like negotiate a lot of like different comfort levels and new things. But I think for me, like not a lot of that hasn't really happened yet. Cause I've sort of just like not participated <laughs> in live things yet. Um, I think this next week I'm like, I, I know this next week I'm going to go on a road trip and I think that's going to be like kind of a reset for me. Yeah. feels like a transition moment to just like be in my body out in the world in a car <laughs> um and like away from my house um i think that'll kind of help me get clear on this like weird in between stuff um but i've been thinking about how i'm just like such a different person now and like i think i a year is a very long time and this has been over a year um and like in a normal year my life is often unrecognizable like from the previous year i usually move every year this will probably be the first august since like 2015 20 no uh 2014 that i haven't moved i pretty much move every single year in august um but i probably won't be moving and that's weird but anyways yeah, I'm, no i'm having the same <laughs> yeah. thing though, like of always moving but now i'm not gonna be moving and that yeah. feels very weird very strange um but yeah so like usually a, a year is enough time for my life to be entirely different um, I also get bored really quickly, so I, like, usually will, like, get a new job or, like, um, I don't know, like, things just look really different. Um, but I think this year especially, in some ways, it feels like everything is the same. Like, there there are some things that have sort of, like, paused and that you can kind of step back into. But I also feel like this year has been, like, five years, and it's been, like, five really, like, traumatic and, um, like, really shocking years. Like, I spent a lot of time, like, recovering from the shock of covid in a way that like i don't think we're really going to be able to unpack for several years um and i'm i've been really privileged in that i've gotten to live in like a really safe situation this whole time um both like physically stable and like emotionally stable and supportive um and that's been really good for me like i'm like way more myself i think in a lot of ways which feels um sometimes a little bit scary but like overall good um and I'm thinking about how I can go into the world and like how much of that I want to 
present and share and how much of that I want to protect and also like why I want to make those choices. And I have no answers to any of those questions. Yeah. I use different pronouns now than I did uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. And I've mostly just like not had to really deal with that. Mm -hmm. Um, In that, and some of that is, um, I have not super actively talked about it with people because I have not wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I basically just like added stuff to like my socials and my like email signatures. And I was just like changed my pronouns and then like in settings where it was like, Oh, introduce yourself. What are your pronouns? Like started using they and them. Um, but haven't been in social settings with like people who knew me before mm-hmm. um knew me before sounds like people who are just used to calling me addressing me with different pronouns yeah. and um that's kind of weird mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um and like i i saw have seen very few people in person um and the people that i have seen are my roommate um who bless his heart is a straight cis white man yeah he um, does his best he does his he best. really does and his best um, is pretty good yeah yeah um and just like uh very receptive to me just like being myself at all yeah. like levels and degrees which is i'm very appreciative of yeah um and then the couple of other people that I have seen are, like, queer friends that, like, I am, like, really connected to. And so, like, that, um, I don't know, I'm going to have to, like, interact with great people other than my roommate. Like, I don't uh, know. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> um, Just, like, it's been kind of a, like, queer bubble and I like yeah. didn't really realize it until I started thinking about like oh maybe I'll like see other people sometime in the near future question like, mark <laughs> <laughs> like maybe even like in small groups mm-hmm. like and then just having to think about those kinds of dynamics and also because I saw very few people during the pandemic and the people that I saw were in the same situation, it meant that I like when I did something moderately social, like I never had to worry about any form of rejection. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like, well, Christina's either busy working or she's working on her book or she's probably willing to hang out with me. That's like, true. Those <laughs> are my three activities. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> true so just thinking about like oh i'm maybe gonna like you'll have other things going on or like (laughs) doubt it (laughs) (laughs) i might like want to try and make plans with someone else and then like what happens if they they don't want to hang out with me like i don't know just like there was a level of social anxiety that sort of just like didn't exist because it was like well, there aren't that many options, so. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I like there's so many people that I've been like, yeah, we'll hang out after after like we're vaccinated. And now we are. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to make plans. And like even today I had to do three things. And one of them was virtual. And one of them was this. And it was too much. Like I'm like I was late to everything except for the first thing. (laughs) And like it's overwhelming Um, and not in like an awful way. It was nice to like see people. But um, I was thinking about it on my drive over here that before the pandemic, my like reset me time was almost always in the car, like because I'd be driving from one place to the next. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to like eat my lunch (laughs) and like sit with myself, listen to a podcast, sit in traffic. Um, And I could like that was my transition time. And then like for the first part of the pandemic, I really missed like that transition time. So I like rearranged my life so that I would like do different things like in different parts of like basically the same room um to like make that transition for myself but now um the car feels like an outside place um so when I have to go outside to multiple places I just feel like it's like one big overwhelming outside thing um I'm hoping that the road trip like uh resets that a little bit for me um but I feel like my need for like downtime is different not even that I need more but just that it's like different and socializing used to feel very, um, like, restorative for me. And I think I'll get back there again, but right now it doesn't. Right now it feels like, oh, my God, I'm being seen for the first time in a year. What do I do? Must perform. Um, and it's really weird. I also think I'm, like, much more. I'm not more queer because I'm still the same person, but I think I am more noticeably queer. Or I'm, like, just less used to, like being in the closet now um and that's weird I noticed a big difference when one of my like adult students like a couple months ago made this like really whack comment about queerness and I was just like what and I like I didn't go off on her I like maintained like I don't know educator respect or whatever but I said more than I normally would have I think because I was like you just came into my house um because we're on zoom and like no you don't get to have that um you don't get to tell me that certain queer people aren't real um and I was like why am I so upset about that like people like that exist all over the place like I know this but I was like oh um I don't deal with them anymore um I like don't have Facebook on my phone like I'm I'm really good at blocking people on Twitter I like unblocked the um president of the United States account on Twitter when Biden became the president but I think I'm gonna go ahead and like reblock i don't know i'm just like massively blocking Fair. a lot of people um who i don't know but i can't curate the people that i interact with anymore or i won't be able to soon and i don't necessarily want to i do like want to not live in a little perfect bubble i like want to be in the world i guess but um i don't know now it feels like a choice instead of like a thing that I have to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. It does. Um I mean, I feel more queer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel I think maybe more comfortable and like more inhabited. Mm-hmm. And just I guess maybe like feel more strongly about the things that I've like always kind of felt. 
Um, and I don't know. I do think, I think that I would like to try and maintain like some of the, I'm having a hard time articulating this. Like, um, you want to stay this queer. I do, but (laughs) yes. Um, but like in terms of when it comes to like interacting with other people or like with the world, Mm -hmm. I think I want to embrace more curation. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, not that my life wasn't curated before, but I think about like, I find, um, for instance, socializing like one-on-one or in like small groups with people I feel really comfortable with, incredibly energizing and like just like makes me feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like more like myself and like I have more space to like be creative and like a lot of things yeah um but I find large groups of people very disorganizing um like parties where I don't know most of the people there are like usually a terrible experience for me um perhaps one of the reasons I like spent so much of my social time in college drunk because I was like constantly surrounded by people I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'll just like drink more alcohol to compensate for the fact that I, this feels like my energy is like all across the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's not that like my life had a lot of those things before. Um, but I think I maybe like want to take some of the pressure off of myself to like, you know, go to an open mic that I know other people are going to be at if I like don't really want to go. Like, yeah, the I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm still figuring it out. But these things are not new about me. But in the last year, I haven't had to think about like the stress of large groups of people um yeah. and maybe i can like need to give myself that in some ways i don't know what that will look like but like just letting it be okay but like that's not really what i want to do yeah yeah and I feel like when you're, whenever you're in like a larger group, at least whenever I am, I feel like I have to like make, like I just kind of automatically go into this like, oh, there's a lot of people here, so I'm the weird one. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so yeah. I'm like, oh, I need to be like, e- like quieter, in some way, or like hide something or whatever, or I need to be like the center of attention because that also will make me feel. Oh yeah. yeah. If everyone's looking at me, then like it's okay. I belong. Um, my like level of performance goes up to 11 yeah for sure. which is exhausting um and there's no in between for me I'm either like I'm on the stage or no one 
can perceive me. Um, yeah. And yeah, I feel like that's going to be really hard to navigate. Like whenever we get to a point where like large group things are a part of life again um, and like relearn with all of this reflection that I've had to do. Yeah. <sighs> um, here's something that I have found about myself that I have tried to stop doing, but is still like a work in progress. And I wonder if you have had this experience at all. Um, I, when it comes to the sort of like performing yourself thing, um, have a thing that I have had to make a conscious effort to stop doing um, is using my identity, but particularly bisexuality, my bisexuality um, as a party trick. Mm. Like, let me show you how interesting I am. Yeah. Like, and not in the, maybe not in the way that uh, people might stereotypical, stereotypically think about it. Like, not making out with women in public more like, I don't I like can't think of an example that like illustrates I know what you quite mean, what though, I mean. To be yeah, like, oh, like, I'm not quite like you. I'm a little bit different. <laughs> I'm actually uh, very interesting and valuable. You need yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. You must keep me around because I'm interesting. At least that's me. I'm not saying that about you. Um, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, that's interesting. And I feel like you probably haven't done that in the past year because there have been no, no. parties to trick. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, not at all. Sorry, now I'm just like filled with terror about like having to interact with people, basically. <laughs> yeah, the other night when we were like talking about maybe like going to like eat outside with two other people that I haven't seen in a year, I was like filled with so much joy and excitement. And I was like, wow, what if I invite everyone? And then I was like, God, I don't want to do that. Like, I almost <laughs> invited someone else. And then I was like, that's too many people. Um, and then it, like, didn't even end up happening. But for a moment, I was like, especially because I know that, like, um, those two people who, like, have been very, like, I feel on the same page. <laughs> feel like I'm on the same page with them. Um, and I love them. And I just haven't seen them in a year. Um, but... I, like, pictured all of us, like, sitting in this imaginary, like, patio with Christmas lights. And, like, I felt really happy. And that felt really good because I haven't had that. I've mostly just been anxious. Even people who I really want to see, I've just been anxious about. So I feel like um, I'm slowly getting there. But, yeah. I also, like, I think I need to, like, have a reason to be outside. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll get a job where I have to leave the house or something occasionally. because, like, it just feels so terrifying right now to have to do that. But I think, like, really intentionally starting with people who I know that I am safe with and who I know that, like, it's okay if I, like, kind of fuck up social interactions with will be good. Um, And then, I don't know, I feel like I just, ha- I have a much lower tolerance <laughs> for, like, awful people than I did before because I just haven't had to deal with them um and I wonder if I'm gonna like have better boundaries now like if I'm gonna be like oh I don't want to be here I'm just gonna leave room (laughs) I used to have a button but now I'll just go (laughs) um or like I don't want I'm not obligated to go to that I'm just not going to I don't know let's embrace the um the French exit now Mm -hmm. like let's all just yeah you can just leave you Mm -hmm. don't have to 
like you don't have to say bye to people if you don't want to mm-hmm. like yeah let's make it okay to or you go. can say bye at any time and then yeah. go <laughs> yeah 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 but i wonder if i'm gonna feel like empowered to do that or if i'm gonna be like like today when we were like leaving the two people that we saw um I was like, all right, well, we should go. And then for like a long time, we just didn't go, which happens to me a lot. Like in the before times of like, oh, we forgot we want to talk about this thing or whatever. That feels pretty like normal. But I was also like, I haven't had to do this. Like, (laughs) I don't, it just feels, I don't know, like coming and going is weird. And like, how much do you greet? I don't remember. Um, Yeah, just like a lot of skills that I feel like I like had learned to like, perform i no longer have this is this is like a thought that is just occurring to me so this is not um not something i've previously articulated to myself um but i'm wondering i'm thinking now about like if my social life will look different and what i mean by that is if there are people that maybe i will just not really hang out with anymore mm-hmm. um i think one of the things that that the pandemic did is it i had to think a lot about my like priorities in a lot of ways but particularly in like relationships because mm-hmm. um i had to ask myself like okay well am i going to see people in person who am i going to see in person and like some of that is dictated by like okay well who's got like sort of similar boundaries to me but also some of it is like okay well if i can see you know if i'm only going to see one person in person this week who is that one person going mm-hmm. to be and then even with like virtual stuff it's like well i spend all day at my computer for work and then i'm also like doing activism stuff online and like i only have so much virtual time so like whose zoom birthday party am i going to (laughs) never again never again um if we have another pandemic i probably don't want to come to anyone's zoom birthday party just text me happy birthday yeah yeah (laughs) um did we have a zoom party for your birthday or a google meets party or we tried to play games we um tried to use um i can't remember what the thing is called now but like a different app where you could play games and then it only worked for oh house party yeah house party oh yeah then i just had to like listen to you all talk about playing games (laughs) well i I also couldn't play it at first you have to like it was a whole thing oh yeah i downloaded on my phone that's right yeah but then we were like problem solving together it was also like the people who it was like a very select group of excellent people in my opinion um yeah not to pat myself on the back but i feel like I had a, a pretty good virtual birthday party yeah. as far as virtual birthday parties could go. Um, well <laughs> curated. Yeah. Is I think. Quite well curated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I had to make a lot of choices about who I was spending my time with and like what things I was spending my time doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like pretty good about that. I think there's maybe like one or two people that I like didn't see and like talked 
to very rarely that I maybe would like to like re-engage that relationship but like other than that I feel pretty good um and just thinking about to what degree were there like relationships in my life that maybe I was maintaining just because I felt like I needed to to have more friends or like Mm -hmm. needed to know people and I think I've always been someone who prefers like a a small group of like deep relationships mm-hmm. to like a large group of more shallow relationships not that it's always quite that you know quite yeah. so cut and dry but on the on the spectrum yeah you tend to that one side so I'm just thinking about like how might my how might my social circle mm-hmm. look different and I'm wondering if that's something that like you have thought about it all or had any sort of like similar experiences or like where you feel like you're at with that yeah I feel very similar um at the beginning of the pandemic I had a conversation on the phone with um our mutual friend Micah and it was probably like April it was pretty early and we were talking he was like thriving (laughs) um because he was like oh I'm just like at home like making art it's awesome and I was like oh I'm just at home like panicking um (laughs) And I was like, I know that this isn't what's happening. Like, I can speak logic to my anxiety. But what my body thinks is that everybody, all of my friends are partying without me. And, like, I'm the only one who's alone. Um, And he was like, yeah, we faked a pandemic. So we wouldn't have to invite you to parties anymore. Um, But I was like, I know. But, like, that's really what it feels like. Um, And now I'm kind of having the opposite experience. Or, like, not now as much. But, like, I don't know, beginning of 2021. Um, I had a couple moments where I just had this wave of like, oh, everyone that I love has also felt some version of this like really deep loneliness and sadness that I'm feeling. And that like really like hurt every time I like took a minute to be like, oh, we are all fucking doing this right now. How awful. Um, But. And I, and I told him, I remember telling him then, like, I'm afraid that my friendships are going to change. Um, and because honestly, a lot of like the, the kind of social organization, like in my life over the pandemic has been like the conditions are different than how they were before. There were a lot of people that I used to see, like at open mics all the time. And so like, that's when we would hang out and we would like get coffee after or whatever. Um, and it's not that I don't care about those people the same way that I did before, but it's like, we don't have those casual spaces anymore um or like there I have people in my life who like haven't been working so they've been like doing all these like zoom social things and I'm like I don't have the spoons like I just don't I'm on zoom 40 hours a week like I'm sorry I can't um and Micah and I talked like I don't know maybe a month ago now on the phone and he was like so are your friendships different (laughs) And I was like, yeah, they are, but it feels okay. Like, I don't feel like there's anybody who, like, I, because this has lasted so long and affected everybody in some way, um, I don't feel like I've been a bad person in the pandemic to my friends. Um, And I don't think anybody has been that way to me. It's just been, like, a weird, everybody kind of trying to, like, reach out when they can and I have one friend uh, who is a bipod stan, Christy, Mm -hmm. Um, and we used to, like, talk on the phone a lot pre-pandemonium um and that just hasn't happened over the past year we have like talked to the phone a few times but 
we mail each other letters i'll like write down the things that i like want to tweet but don't and mail them to her um and honestly like a lot of our interactions is like whenever i think about her i'll just text her and be like hey i love you and she'll be like i love you too and like we're like cool like I have we're those still people also yeah. yeah yeah and i'm looking forward to like you know she just moved into like a really awesome house with a really pretty pool and i can't wait to like safely go like have a vax hang and like be you know in space and like reconnect with a lot of my friends in that way um but yeah i am like we weren't even really that close at the beginning of the pandemic we were friends but like now now it's like you and me in the world (laughs) yeah (laughs) i feel like we hung out one time and then i i was like we u-hauled we like platonically u-hauled yeah i was like haha that's the name of our podcast and then i was like wait no really i want to start a podcast." podcast yeah and then i was just like okay christine and i are friends now mm-hmm. yeah and then <laughs> i moved to long beach and then you moved in long beach a bunch of times and i had moving equipment and <laughs> yeah it just worked out um and that's awesome and i like to think that some version of that would have happened without the pandemic but i don't know you know yeah we'll never know um but i guess i'm glad that it did <laughs> yeah um but yeah i do feel feel that way um but i have been feeling kind of like this so in, during Aries season, I'm always really bad at texting people back. I don't know why, um, but I just like get really overwhelmed by like communication and like particularly electronic communication. <laughs> um, so I just like don't. Um, and that has like carried over into Taurus season um, where I'm just like really bad at getting back to people and like keeping up with conversations. And stuff. Is that I have been feeling that way. Like I just. There is nothing I want to do less then look at dms from like anyone that's not you sending me memes yeah basically. like and sometimes it's sometimes i'm the one that like initiated like messaging someone and i'm like i'm sorry i just can't like yeah you're, like, I, you're doing this again <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's like a thing other people experience but for me particularly in airy season something about it i'm just like i can't i don't know um and i usually like get back to like being on top of like communication before now i just haven't um but i also think like i'm just generally like exhausted from social it's just a weird thing of like i really want to socialize and i really want to like be out in the world but i'm also like exhausted and afraid and anxious and tired about it yeah um and that's where i'm still at but like making plans has been good like i have a planner that someone gave me for 2021 that i like pretty much haven't used um, and I'm a big planner person. Like I carry a physical planner around and I really love it. Um, but I just like haven't <laughs> like used it at all. But I'm like getting back into it because there's a lot of people who were like, we'll hang out in May. And I'm like, OK, May only has like four weeks. So, like I need to like <laughs> actually put you on a calendar. Um, and that's been good. And I think it's going to be a weird adjustment time, you know, continuously for probably much longer than I think. Um but I hope that I end up in spaces and jobs and things where I get to keep being myself. Because I've noticed that I feel much more exhausted when I enter spaces where I have to, like, button up again, you know. Um, And I think it's good that we get to, like, explore ourselves more and that we know ourselves differently now. Um, And I hope that that, like, is able... We get to keep doing that, you know, in like, in safe ways, in safe places. Yeah. Yeah. Stay queer and unbuttoned. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the episode <laughs> title. <laughs> <laughs> that's the um that's the social media post. <laughs> Something I've been thinking about that has been helping me feel hopeful about the future of group gatherings is that maybe one day we'll get to have a bipod party. <gasps> you know? Like a bipod. There's already a Pinterest board. Like some kind of I don't know if it will be a live recording or like just a like some kind of pride thing that maybe isn't even podcast affiliated, but being in a room with a bunch of queer people celebrating uh just feels like a happy future that yeah. I want to have. I've already got a, a queer dance party playlist in the works, so beautiful. I'll be ready when We're the time ready. comes. Yeah. All right. Well, happy reemergence, folks. Yeah. Yep. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bipod. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bipod. You can email us at thisisthebipod at gmail.com. You can find show notes and transcripts of our episodes on our website, thebipod.com. The show is hosted by Chelsea Bergen and Christina Brown, and this episode was edited and produced by Chelsea Bergen. Our theme song is Coming Home by Snowflake.